Are we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. Ow! What the fuck? WTF. And it's also, eh, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Marin. Hey, what the fuckers? This is part two of my road trip through New Mexico, my home state. Last time, we met up with Zach Galifianakis on the set of a movie he's shooting in Albuquerque. Uh, But today, I am on a mission, my friends, to find an old friend from my past who I haven't seen in like 30 years. So let's get back in the car. I'm in Corrales, New Mexico, which used to be this really quiet little hippie community, hippie ranch community. It's out here right on the Rio Grande River uh, in the Northwest Valley. And we stopped by a farm store called Wagner's Farms and you can smell green chili just wafting through the air and there are these huge roasters out behind the farm store that are just these large turning cages over hot flames and they just fill them with green chilies that just kind of turn like a rotisserie over the flame until the skins come off. This smells amazing. This is what New Mexico is known for. Green chili. It's the only place you can get it. That's the sound here is this thing cranking. And then around back, they have a machine that I've never seen before. It's this weird antique-looking machine because it's apple harvesting time. I guess it's the end of apple harvesting time. And there's a machine that literally just buffs apples. There's an apple buffing machine. It kind of runs in, and there's all these different little uh, rollers that have, like, polishing cloth on them. And they just run like apples through them. And I don't know how long it takes to buff an apple, but I certainly always wondered why apples were so shiny. And that's why, because they are buffed in a machine. They probably have more high-tech machines than the ones here, but the chili is just astounding. Chilies are long, green peppers, and it looks like they put, like, huge bags of it into these rolling flame roasters. So it just smells like roasting green chili peppers all over the area down here. God, I want some now. I don't know how much chili I can eat. Yeah, it's pretty spectacular. The smell, I can't even tell you what it smells like unless you've smelled green chili. And really one of the only places you can get green chili is in New Mexico. And they have all these restas hanging in front of this place. And that's with the dried green chilies turn a bright red. And they make these strands of them these hanging strands of red chilies that people hang on their door it's so beautiful here i used to come down here when i was a kid i had a buddy down here eric Tipman used to live down here his dad was big tall old hippie his dad looked like a a hippie oak tree was married to this woman named carmen and they had a little baby and eric lived down here in corrales i thought he was the coolest guy in the world because he was able he had like his own house which basically meant that his old man made him sleep in this shack in the back but had its own bathroom, his own house. We used to hang out in there, listen to Rolling Stones music and smoke pot. I don't know what happened to Eric Tipman. The other guy was Dave Gentry. His dad used to be the mayor of Corrales. His dad used to make, you know, redo hot rod cars. I think he became a paramedic. I don't know what happened to him either. Hopefully we're going to go by and see my buddy Dean Hines, who used to live down here, who used to live up in the Heights. He lives down here now. And Dean was a guy I met in seventh grade. He had cerebral palsy, and uh, it was a very interesting way that I met him, but I haven't seen him in 30 years, 30 years. We were buddies for a few years, like best friends, and I literally lost touch with him, and I'm very curious to see what that's like to catch up 
with somebody you haven't seen in 30 years and record that. Should be interesting. God, I love the smell of green chili. Okay, so I think this is it. This is my friend Dean's house out here in Corrales. I wonder what that little hut is there. Really? It looks a little small for a guest house. It looks like a lavatory. Very large lavatory. Not lavatory, lavatory. Where are you going? We could just ask him. You don't have to look in the window. Huh? Oh, storage. All right, so there he is. What's up, do you know? How you doing? Yeah? You look the same. I do? <laughs> a little older. A little yeah? More gray. Good to see you, man. Nice to see you. This is Megan. Hi, Megan. Hi. That's all right. <laughs> so uh, let's go inside. I'll turn this off. Sounds good. Can you uh, grab the gate? Mm -hmm. You think someone's going to come and... Uh, I got a little dog. Oh, okay. So it's not paranoid. You're not a paranoid guy. Well, yeah, but I sitting in the kitchen of my friend Dean Hines's house and now I have not um I don't think we've seen each other for 30 years is that possible that's about right we were about 14 15 that's about, about yep yep that's insane it is so it's like 10th grade is last time we saw each other and and we weren't even going to school together then no, no. but you know it's weird because I, I I feel like a lot of times I do these interviews and I end up apologizing to people yeah, for something. So, I, you know, you're going to have to fill in my memory. But I remember, I, do you remember how we met? Because I remember. You remember how we met? I don't remember that. I do remember was how it, we met. Was it with Sutton or somebody? No, it no. was at Sandia Prep. It was probably the first day. And don't get all weird people listening. Sandia Prep is a very loose use of the word prep school <laughs> that place was not there were no special outfits i'm not even sure that the teachers were necessarily certified do you want to get your coffee well they were certifiable yeah. that's a lot of them were right <laughs> yeah all right so here's how we met and and i and i remember exactly let's it see was, if i remember it <laughs> it was like the first day and we were in that gym of sandia prep and you were walking across the gym floor and i saw you walking and i literally walked up to you and said hey why do you walk like that <laughs> And you looked at me and you said, because I have cerebral palsy. And I'm like, oh, hey, man, I'm Mark. <laughs> <laughs> so I just ring a bell. Yeah. yeah, I've always been an asshole, I think, is, is what the point of that is. Oh, you're just direct, Mark. Yeah, do direct. <laughs> but, but I assumed that you were just fucking around. That was like, it was such, it was one of those moments where I'm like, oh, my God. First day of school. <laughs> Well, it obviously uh, didn't uh, piss me off too much. No, because we became very, uh, very yeah. good friends after that. And I, I do not. It, it's like my memory is so hazy of that school. And I, and I think what's interesting in our relationship is that we became friends. I don't think were we on the same bus? Yeah, yeah. Do you we remember that, that bus driver? I do. Vanji. Vanji. Yeah. Do you he used to be on that bus for at what two hours a day? Right. And yeah. I used to bring like I had such a crush on Vanji. I remember I used to bring that. My parents had this old Iowa portable cassette player and i made all these tapes of beatles music do you remember that i do because you turned me on the beatles i turned you on i thought you turned me on to the oh, beatles well there you go <laughs> because you you were like the guy that had all the beatles well, i did have all the beatles like albums. you had all of them yeah 
And then you had that book, and I went and bought a copy of that book, like the Beatles discography. I that's I think you gave me that book. I gave you that book. Yeah, because it had <laughs> it, it had like every song, every album, right. who sang what, right. who wrote what. Right. But you had all the Beatles albums, and I was so envious of that. I was like, now I have to get all these Beatles albums. <laughs> but here's the weird yep. thing about yep. Vanjie, and I can't get a time on this because she was so pretty and she's cool. And I used to bring yeah. that cassette player on to impress her. And I don't remember when it was, but I must have come home to visit Albuquerque at some point. And I'm driving down Rio Grande over here because I live down there. And they put a light somewhere where there wasn't a light. That's my excuse. So I ended up you know, rear-ending right. somebody. Right? And, and we pull over, and it's Vanjie. In that, the car. In the car that I uh. hit. And you know, here I'm like in my 20s. You know, and, uh, and I, I recognize her, but I didn't say anything right away. And somehow, you know, cause she immediately got out and started doing the like, Oh, my neck, my <laughs> neck. And I'm like, Oh no, I'm so pain. So right. Pain. Right. And oh, we man. ended up having to go to, uh, you know, we called and for some reason I had to meet her over at the court building to, you know, to file something or whatever. And then I said to her, you know, uh, I said, you know, you were my bus driver. You know, I used to bring the Beatles music and she looked at me and she's like, oh, my God. And the the the, the pleasant outcome of the story is that uh, she did not sue. That is a pleasant outcome. And I think it was only because <laughs> of my childhood crush in the Beatles yeah. that uh, I didn't have to go through some. Uh, Lennon, you were channeling Lennon. That's, that's right. It, I was, you know, give peace a chance. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so now the 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 big part of our childhood that I, I remember was that um we were in a band. You were the drummer. I was a guitar player. Yeah, you're, you're a Telecaster. I had the Telecaster that I bought because Keith Richards had one, right. and my parents, uh, you know, bought it for me. And I couldn't really play that well. And I think we knew four songs or five. That's my recollection. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, I think one, and and we had Damon was the singer, and then you know somehow or another we integrated Dave. These were guys I met at Highland. Right. So they were from right. a different school. And my cousin was good friends with Damon. Who was your so, cousin? Randy Brown. You you don't remember him much, but what I do remember is practicing in your living room. Right. I don't remember having a bass player. Rolf Pendle was with us a few times. Is that true? Yeah. Now see, this is like because the, there's a there's a I'll I'll dig it up. I've got a tape of us. No, you don't. I do. Do I have a, two tapes of what? What were we playing? I have a tape of you and me in seventh eighth grade, seventh grade when you first got your guitar, and I had my drums first. I got them. And you came over to my house, and we made noise. And I also, the other one is uh, when we played the, uh, the talent show. Where we're Eric Tittman sang Eric, Jessica. Jessica? Yeah. Oh, I was in love with this girl, Jessica, <laughs> who was in 10th grade and what we must have been eighth or ninth grade. And we played at this talent show and I didn't have the guts to sing. I, I still don't have the guts to sing in public, really. So Eric sang it, but it was to Jessica. Yeah. And you know what happened after we played? No. Her boyfriend, Ted Allen, I don't know, yeah, punched Ted. me in the stomach. He did. <laughs> <laughs>
we kicked kicked ass on that song though. We we got a huge standing ovation. We used to go to your house and set up in your living room, and your mom used to be there. What was her name again? Jeannie. Jeannie. And she eventually became very pissed off at us because we kept drinking all that Pleasure Time soda. Yeah, that's right. We had cases of it in the garage. Cases of Pleasure Time soda, like the cheap <laughs> soda. And we just assumed we could all drink it. And it became an issue, didn't it? It did. Didn't she like start charging us? <laughs> no, but she, uh, she did have an argument with you one time. She did? Yeah. And well, how'd that go? Well, you called her a bitch. I did not. <laughs> you did. I called Jeannie yeah, a bitch? To her face? Well, you were standing across the street from her. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, how did that pan out? Was that about the soda? That was about the soda. Oh. <laughs> wow, maybe I should call Jeannie and apologize. I got some apologizing to make. That's all right. She's, she's forgiven you. Oh, God. I remember there, there was a time where the one event that I remember is that when I play guitar, I sweat a lot, especially if there were people around well, I remember one time some girls came over, Veronica, what's her name, and someone else, and I was sweating through my clothes, and uh, I asked to borrow his shirt, and he said, go into my room and get a shirt, and I got this, this short sleeve ventilated putt-putt golf shirt, and you got so fucking right. mad. I did. Yeah, because you were like Oh, because it was my shirt. Well, you said I could wear a shirt, but not, not that, that one. one. <laughs> the putt-putt shirt was very important for some I was really, really hooked on the putt-putt shirt, man. Yeah. That well, was, well why is the putt-putt shirt so important? I were was, you a uh, champion or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was a champion putter. <laughs> so I apologize for that. And then I, I think the band sort of started to break apart. I remember why. We, uh, we booked a gig with our five songs. And if I recall correctly, they were Sweet Emotion, uh, a very bad version of Tush by ZZ Top. Uh, I think we probably played Johnny Be Good because it was all I knew how to play. And then like I can't, I can't remember any of the other ones. We must have played a Stones song or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe the it, band's it, name was Midnight Ramblers. Briefly. And then it yeah. sort of it went well, through another name. I don't remember the other one. I think we, we eventually I tried to name it Change. And uh, <laughs> we, did we, didn't we play? Did we, we played go, a bar mitzvah once. Too. That's, that's where that? things got dicey, right? Yeah. yeah. We, it was, I think we played a gig of some kind at the synagogue. Yeah, we did. And Dave's brother, Roger, who was a drummer, um, we, we asked if he, he could sit in on a song. Yeah. And it pissed you off. Yeah. And I think that was the, uh, and that's why I wanted to apologize. For. <laughs> that's all right. So now since we haven't seen each other in 30 years, so what's, what's been going on? I mean, uh, now that we got that out of the way, I'm trying to think if there are any other specific mem memories. Oh, I remember what happened to the, uh, cafeteria green Ford LTD. <laughs> I remember. And I wish I had pictures of that thing. Well, when you showed up at your first car, I'm like, oh my God, is that military issue? <laughs> that thing was a tank. Didn't your old man? Get yeah. It? it was like 700 bucks. It was an LTD broham. Mm. Green, huge, piss green with a dark green interior. It was awesome. It was a yeah. It was awesome, <laughs> and that's a stretch for that color. I mean, I've never known anyone. I don't even. Well, it had like a four fifty in it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you remember how fast it was. But yeah, it, yeah, it, it yeah. It was hard to control around corners. Yeah, it was a huge car. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to tell tell a good story about Mark real quick. Okay, go ahead. Because it, it was doesn't a, have to be quick. It, it's left an indelible impression. Do you remember the trip to Carlsbad? Oh yeah. <laughs> I have my version of that story. Oh, yeah. I can tell you exactly what happened. What's your version? My version is this that, is the uh, super class of '81. That's right. Yeah, we were, that's what our our class sponsor, uh, Mrs. Hagem, called us, and we were going on a class trip. It must have been sophomore year, right? Or no, it was eighth ninth grade, grade, eighth grade, eighth grade. Eighth grade, eighth grade. Eighth grade. We're going yeah. all the way down to Carlsbad Caverns in White Sands. We're going to spend the night down there and then come back up. That's, that was the setup. It was our big clash trip. Yeah, and we all went down there. And one thing we were told not to do is have girls in our room. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah. somebody sitting across the table from me right now had a girl in his room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I know exactly what happened. Yep. And uh, I got ratted out, though, dude. Who ratted you? That guy, Kaplan. Really? He ratted me out. Oh, well, that's not good. I don't know why he did it, but I remember exactly what happened. It was pretty horrendous. <laughs> yeah. Here's what happened. So I'm in the hotel room with Patty, and I was in the bathroom with Patty, and I just... And, you know, it, we didn't see a lot of boobs. I mean, then, I mean, boobs are pretty special. <laughs> and, like, I'd just taken her bra off. And, and I remember I had my hands on her boobs. And Mrs. Hagum opened the bathroom <laughs> door. And I literally looked at her. And I had hands on boobs. And she said, Patty, go to your room. And so Patty put her boobs away and left. And That's she good. goes, uh, Mark, what are we going to do about this? We're going to send you home. We're going to send you home tomorrow. I remember you, uh, you had to leave, yeah. They sent me home on a bus by myself. And my grandmother happened to be in town that week visiting. So my grandmother and my mother came and picked me up at the bus station in Albuquerque. And they were like, what happened? I said, I, I, got, hold, I got caught holding boobs. And <laughs> it's I not the worst thing that can happen. You know? No, I mean, yeah, like, it could have been I, worse. I was a, When I was a little kid, I used to hold boobs too. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, what's the problem? <laughs> yeah, holding boobs is not unusual. <laughs> And, and, but yeah, so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get reprimanded or anything, but I never did. So it didn't matter. You remember my, my parents, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember there was that period of time where my dad decided that, you know, he wanted to use you as an experiment. He's like, I'm going to, I'm going to fix Dean. Right. Do you remember that? I do. That, that was the yeah, best he thing. He drove me around in that wedge car he had. What was that thing? The TR7. Yeah. The TR7. He, he had his big idea. He's yeah. Like, he was going to, he's going to give me the Botox back then. Really? Yeah. Which actually turns out to be a, a viable really? thing. Yeah. Wow. So I, here I was all ready to say, so lucky you didn't do it because we had no idea how crazy my dad was. <laughs> well, you know, it might not have worked, but it certainly works today. Yeah. He wanted to break my leg and uh, not because I did anything bad to you. <laughs> right. But that's what you had yeah, to do? Yeah, a leg break and then use Botox to relax the muscles. No kidding. Yeah. And they're finding some success with yeah, that? Yeah, lots of people are doing that. Now. Well, you don't seem to have changed at all. I mean, in not, terms of... Not uh, much. Just yeah. a little older, a little fatter. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, I did have hair back then. Yeah, you did. You know, there yeah, was some hair. Yeah, and and in 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 the the paths we took. This is the interesting thing: is you were always you, if see the nerds have won. Do you understand that? Yeah, right? you um, guys win. Yeah. Well, you know, you've seen the movie. Which one? Battle. <laughs> yeah, that one. You know, we know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, no one knew you would take over the world. Did you know that? <laughs> no, we were, we it, it was a secret plan, but we right. really didn't know it would work. Because I couldn't even handle mathematics, and you were. I just remember you were doing calculus and physics, and you know, I was thrown out of school for cheating. Yeah, at some point, off of some kid, because uh, I didn't know how to do uh, math that well, and that's Mr. Sanderson actually yeah. hit me. That he hit you. you that you just mentioned that. I he popped me that. in the face. I do not remember that. Well, I never got good grades, and yeah. and I couldn't figure it out. And there was no way for me to charm my way through math, like I could charm yeah. my way through everything else. And <laughs> I he hit me in the study hall there because you know he was like, "You better point his finger at me. You better yeah. do this. You better do that." And I pointed my finger back. I'm like, "Okay, I'll do that." And he just went. He popped me right in the face. He's like, "Don't be a smart ass." Like, you know, he was like right. offended. And don't be smart with me. Okay, duh. Yeah. Uh, I caused so much trouble. <laughs> you know, they kicked me out of that school because of that. I didn't know they, yeah, I thought you just, uh, you just left. No, I, what happened was they sent my parents a letter and I've talked about this on the show before that Mark has the wrong kind of leader, leadership qualities. And we suggest a military school or boarding school because he's not welcome back. Right. So my parents were like, well, I don't know what the hell to do with this. So I went to Valley for a semester and then I went and begged to get back into, into a prep for the second half of ninth grade. I see. Yeah. I actually, yeah, I sort of remember you being gone just for a while. Yeah, I always caused trouble. Mrs. Liberty's class, history class, she hated me because I was a smart ass. But I've made up with her. I'll tell you one thing about your mom. When I I hear your uh, routines, uh, 
Do you remember when she'd fix us breakfast? Oh, God, that must have been bad. And uh, come out with the, the see-through. Oh, boy. Yeah, my ba- mom... Backlit. <laughs> yeah, my mom had to, had to wave with the flirting with my friends. I, I'm not... I don't think she swept with any of you guys. No, not me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. But she was uh, definitely flirty and, yeah, didn't wear enough in general. <laughs> She was always fairly well. I'm uh, well. I'm glad I put you through that. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, yes, was... I'll, I'll make sure that she listens. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to ask her if she did sleep with any of my friends. No, I can't no. believe we're talking about this. <laughs> It'll be all right. So here's the the, the diversion paths where you know I obviously was just you know uh, smartassing my way through life and not getting anything really done. You, on the other hand, took the uh, the higher road. And, uh, you know, actually found a, a tremendous amount of success in, uh, in science. Is that what you call it? Yeah. On a good day. Well, what, what <laughs> do you do? I'm an astronomer. And- so after we parted ways, I finished up at prep, went to New Mexico tech, which is down in Socorro here in New Mexico. Um, got my, uh, masters in, in uh, physics there working with the very large array. That's a big radio telescope. She's seen it in contact or 2010. And then off to uh, the University of Texas uh, for a PhD in astronomy. Damn. And then um, after that, research faculty at, at the University of Arizona for eight years, working on uh, uh, infrared cameras for space, for Hubble Space Telescope and uh, another one called Spitzer Space Telescope. So that did you have anything to do with that thing not working for a long time? <laughs> the the original the hope, one? Yeah. No, no, I came in after that. You came in to fix yeah, we it. We fixed it, yeah. <laughs> so you but, fixed the Hubble Space Telescope? Well, not entirely. No, but our instrument was added after. You designed an instrument? Uh, I helped in the final phases of it. I didn't do the design, but I helped calibrate it when it was on orbit. You know, that and it's still, sure it is works. it still out there? Still or out there. It? No, yeah. it's working. And what are we getting pictures of? Uh, the thing I take mostly is uh, we're looking for planets forming around other stars. So. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's pretty impressive. I got a couple of good jokes yeah. that I uh, yeah over the years. Yeah, I, I, that's what I accomplished. I got some good jokes, <laughs> and Dean is helping us get information about how we can eventually get off this planet when necessary. Yeah, but you know, it, when uh, when you know the government's not giving us funds and things like that, it's good to have you around because it. Yeah, yeah, to get yeah, everyone to, to through the tough yeah, times. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> to, to 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 laugh through the the reality <laughs> that we may never get off this planet. Yeah. We're just going to destroy it. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. Hopefully not. Okay. But, uh, we're headed you know, down yeah, the, I an think so. slippery slope. So, so what is it now in terms of astronomy as, as a discipline outside of just sort of cataloging and, and researching galaxies and planets and, and uh, w- what is the objective? What, what, do, what do we seek to learn through that? I, where we came from. I mean, that's really it. Really? Everybody wants to know that. Yeah. Are we alone? Is there other other people out there? Other intelligent life forms? You know. And where do you uh, come? Uh, what what side are you on? Oh, there has to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you and I were kids, there were nine planets. Now what? Eight, because Pluto got booted. Yeah. Um, now there's over four hundred around Pluto other stars. Shitty. Yeah. Well, you know, Pluto was kind of pissed off too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Why did that get booted? Uh, because it's not a planet. It says who? Says us. <laughs> you know, we just, we get to decide. How come you took so long to figure that out? Because uh, we only knew, within the last 10 years, there's been a lot of Pluto-sized objects that have been found in the outer solar system. Mm. So we had a choice. Either you make all the other, the other ones planets, and you got like 20, 30 planets. Which would confuse. They have to rewrite a lot of textbooks. Oh, it would be crazy. Yeah, kids wouldn't or be you able make to a, memorize Or you make them. a decision that you, know, you, you really need to redefine what planets are, so... Planets have to clear their own path around a star. Mm. And Pluto actually goes in between orbit of Neptune occasionally. 
So they have to. That's a completely different uh, setup in show business because planets who surround a star never define their own path. They just, <laughs> they just hug to the star. They stick with the star. I'm I'm there all, all the time. <laughs> so you know, it's looking for origins. What, where where do we come from? Are we alone? Where are you at with that? Have you figured? Because I don't really, you know, I not, I don't look for God and I don't look for origins. You know, I know where I came from. The one lives in Florida. The other one lives here. <laughs> I'm recovering from that. Yeah, actually, I'm a I'm a. Uh, I'm a free thinker. That's mm-hmm. a that's a nice way to say atheist. But most of the astronomers are most most scientists, because once you start looking at the universe, you're like, mm, no one did this. It's not possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if anyone designed this, they they had no idea what they should do. And they, you know, you would not design us this way. <laughs> I mean, either, <laughs> why? What's the either, either either you know? If we're going to troubleshoot yeah, on either, an astronaut. Either there's no god, or, or he's a fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> he's nuts. You know. But like, so what if we were to troubleshoot the universe? What are the fundamental problems in terms of uh, the design? The design? Uh, well, every biological system doesn't work very well. Right. Right. I mean, you know, my back is thrown out today and, yeah. you know, people uh, get old. Yeah. You know, your, right. your knees bend the wrong way. Right. You know, all that stuff. Right. Not, you know, if you were going to design something, you'd certainly not do it the way it's. Well, that's just human beings. But I mean, as we get out of the galaxy. So out, out in outer space, what we're finding is lots of uh, organic molecules everywhere. So the stuff that makes up your body. It's everywhere. Uh, so it's this a, was everywhere. just some sort of fluke. That's Pretty some, much. Something, you know, lightning struck some, uh, some body of water. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Things started to come together. We're finding, uh, you know, the stuff that's out, outside the, uh, the sand, you know, the exact kinds of minerals. We're seeing those around these planets. Oh, yeah? These systems forming. I mean, it's exactly the same stuff. So, so then the Big Bang thing still holds? Yeah. <laughs> Does primordial soup and lightning? Uh, so the Big Bang is a, is a challenge because uh, it seems to be right, but it's, it's almost as, uh, as fanciful as, as having a you know, Zeus or something. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, so that's a, that's a dogma. That's a scientific dogma. I, I wouldn't go quite that far. There's yeah. a lot of evidence to support it. But yeah. You're having, they're, they're having to make a lot of stretches at the moment without physical evidence. So then if it wasn't a Big Bang, what was it? Well, I don't know. I thought you were working on this. <laughs> we're working on it. So I, I'm, honest, I'm honest to, you know, I'm honest to say that we don't know, which is why it's not dogma, actually. Now, do you think that the, uh, where do you stand uh, on the... Um, Alien landings and uh, and like have you been down to Site Fifty Seven and down yeah, to Carlsbad? Area Fifty One? Area Fifty One. Yeah, that's yeah, it, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. So have I seen a UFO? Absolutely. You have. Yeah. There's lots of things that are unidentified flying in the sky. Even whether an, they're being flown or not. Is even the question. an air, even an airplane is unidentified till you notice that it's got numbers on it. Okay, so you're I'm being, being sarcastic. Yeah, I, I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> so no, but as far as uh, visitations from aliens, now. Nah. There's no evidence at all. And the government's not hiding the body of an alien somewhere? Well, they're not telling us. Well, I know that, but what do you think? (laughs) (laughs) No? No. Okay. All right. But you're pretty sure they're out there. Well, I'm not sure there's, you know, like little green men uh, on some planet, but there's got to be life out there. Like a bacteria or a molecule? Bacteria, uh, small, simple life forms. They're around? They're easily made. They're easily formed. We can make them. Basically, we're we're you know, ten years away from making artificial life, and that's not it's not hard to do. Um, making art of, uh, intelligent life, as you know, is pretty hard. Yeah, there's even still God had a problem like that. Have you <laughs> been to the South? <laughs> yeah, there's still yes, there still isn't a whole lot of it on this planet, right? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's touch and go. Yeah, very much. Turns so. out that uh, that uh, human life forms are very easily programmed and distracted. Yeah, and, uh, you know, just watching a 
watching all the crap in Washington yeah. assures you that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just a governmental system. And, you know, it was a good idea. Yeah. yeah you know, but I don't know, you know, in and terms. TJ, you know, Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was good. And, you know, it, it, it still has a chance. But people are people. And they're greedy and prideful and ignorant and all the rest of the sins and this and that. <laughs> they're, you know, it's a very and, small and menu. Occasionally, occasionally they do good stuff, man. Yeah, well, I think that uh, it comes down to, uh, recently I've been uh, ascribing to the idea that um, the bigger issues that we tend to uh, speculate about and, and use as points of view are, are really, you know, a few steps removed from anyone's life experience and that the, the only real way that people can uh, help each other is just a you know, basic kindness and, and just behaving properly. I, some courtesies and then uh, not holding grudges either. Not holding grudges or being spiteful like, yeah, or, or, yeah. or uh, surrendering to, to fear uh, to be the foundation of the way you look at things. Does that make sense? It makes total sense to me. So you're not afraid of space, right? No. I'm not afraid of nothing anymore. Really? <laughs> not That's really. right. We've both been through divorces. We understand that the worst has already happened. That's right. It can't get much worse. It, yeah. And it, you just never know how long it's going to last, yeah, boy. <laughs> but it's sort of funny to realize how... Uh, how uh, how our our biggest enemy is 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 firmly placed right between our ears that that the biggest enemy most of us have is sitting in a small cradle in our skull yep yep and I, <laughs> I, absolutely i get in my own way and oh. piss on my own shoes all the time oh yeah yeah i love doing it i i i've yeah. pissed on my shoes most of my career i think i'm going to name my next cd that pissing, pissing on, on my, my own shoes, shoes. <laughs> Dean Hines, it was great seeing you and catching up after 30 years. Yes, good seeing you. And let's go try to find that tape. All right. Okay, I'm... Uh... I'm going to try to close the show in a unique way. I've come to uh, the parking lot where I went to high school. This was not the parking lot, but it was a, an adjacent parking lot. There used to be a Wendy's just over there, which seems to be gone. I don't know how that happened. I remember when they built it, we were all very excited. But this is where I used to park my car. And my most profound memory about that parking lot was when Van Halen's first album was released and Eruption was unleashed on the world that you could walk through that parking lot and every, you know, at least 75% of the doors were open with the little Jensen coaxials and triaxials just blaring eruption going into You Really Got Me. It was, uh, it was quite a community bonding experience. But what I want to share with you here today from the parking lot where, where I am standing is I'm here to relive a hate crime. I am here to, uh, to process a hate crime, my friends. I, and I'm going to share it with you. At, at that time... When I was in high school, I had a Datsun B210. It was sort of a shit brown Datsun B210, and I used to park in this parking lot. And we used to drive out for lunch, come back from lunch, and go back to class. And I'm not completely sure how this happened or who did it, but uh, one day after school, I walked out to my car. And as I approached my car, I saw it was covered with something. Somebody had done something to my car. And, and as I got closer, I saw a Jewish star on my windshield and and die Jew on my windshield and Jew on the back windshield and on the hood and just a uh, kike and everything all kinds of anti-semitic uh, slangs and horrible things were written on my car in Arby's sauce yes it was an Arby's sauce hate crime 
But there was a mixture of Arby's sauce and Arby's horsey sauce, which is white. So there was a, a red and white theme going. And it was very, it was very disturbing because I was with friends. We we're walking out. I'm like, what the fuck? Who would do this? Who would do this horrible thing, this horrible anti-Semitic thing in Arby's sauce on my car? So I got into the car and I tried to, I put the washers on, the wipers on, but they had loaded up the wipers with, uh, with both kinds of sauces. So it just became this sort of pinkish orange smear across my windshield and I had to wipe it down and bring it over to the self-serve car wash and spray it off, spray the hate off of my car and Arby's sauce. It wasn't funny. It still hurts a little bit. I don't know if just being here, standing in the in the place where it happened, is going to really help me process it. But I, I want to thank you for listening, and please go to punchlinemagazine.com. It's a great website. They got everything you need to know about comedy, news, reviews, breaking news. They've also got uh, Tight Five. These are five minute video interviews uh, on punchlinemagazine.com with people like Stephen Wright, Michael Ian Black, me, Todd Berry. Paul F. Tompkins. It's a, it's a great website. And if you like comedy, you'll like punchlinemagazine.com. And please don't forget to get your justcoffee.coop at wtfpod.com. Knock yourself out. Get a little merch. I hear the pow, I just shit my pants mugs are flying off the shelves, my friends. And again, thank you for your subscriptions and donations. Uh, I really appreciate it. And, uh, and also, uh, take care of yourselves. And if you like me, and you want to buy my CDs, you can do that right here on iTunes. This has been very... I think I'm going to cry here in the parking lot of my high school. Like that hasn't happened before. 